Merry Christmas, church family. We are so excited that you are joining us today. We hope you made it to one of our Christmas services this weekend. And now you're at home with family. Maybe you've already opened gifts. Maybe you haven't yet, but you're sitting down to just enjoy this conversation. It's our gift to you. I got to sit down with the Martin family, Pastor Joby, his wife Gretchen, and their two kids, JP and Reagan, and talk about all things Christmas and all things in their family. It was so encouraging. Encouraging. JP and Reagan have so much wisdom as they are approaching the teenage years and approaching adulthood. They just were able to speak into what have they loved about growing up in the Martin household and what parent is hardest to shop for in the family. And we laughed a bunch. Reagan is truly one of the funniest kids I've ever met. So I am so excited for you to enjoy this and just be encouraged that whether your family looks like this or it looks really different, that you are loved and you are part of our church family and we want you to be plugged in. So no matter what that looks like, take that next step, come be a part of our family. And once again, Merry Christmas. We are so glad to do life with you. Welcome to Deepen with Pastor Joby Martin. The Church of 1122 is a movement for all people to discover and deepen a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we're praying this message helps you deepen your relationship with Him. Now let's dive in. Merry Christmas, Martin family. Merry Christmas. We're so glad that you guys are here. This is not the first time Reagan has been on the podcast. You joined us, I guess it's been two years. We did the Song of Solomon series and you were on the How to Raise a Daughter week. And here you are, two years later, making your making your comeback on Christmas. JP, this is your first time ever on a podcast, right? It is, yes. Well, is. I'm so honored that I get to be here with you for your first ever podcast. Although he is a podcast expert. He listens to many much podcasts. Oh, what's your go-to? Uh, I listen to The Undaunted Wife. Great podcast. one. I've listened to this podcast few times so only a few times but and maybe a joe rogan here or there again you have to we're praying for yeah yeah. but i can't listen to all four hours it's so long i can only listen like 30 minutes uh okay (laughs) well it is christmas we are so excited about christmas we love christmas around here because we know you love christmas pastor joby so we want to know what is christmas like in the martin household first i want to know who is the hardest person to buy gifts for in the family joby dead Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Unanimous. Yeah. Why? <laughs> it's like you don't tell. You're like, I just want a hug. <laughs> <laughs> True. Like I'm, like I'm gonna get you something. You want to just tell me? <laughs> it's the only thing free. I mean, I, it's uh, okay. So, so then, who's well? Who do you think's the hardest? I don't. You don't think about it yourself. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably Gretchen because she already has everything. Although this year, <laughs> I was gonna say that about you. She, <laughs> you always just go buy whatever you like, want, and so so then you like, get to the holiday and you're like, like "What do I get well, you?" You already have that. You already have that. <laughs> Gretchen did put out a list. Like we had already, we spent a day and we all went and got her the things, and we were like, "All right, we're good." And then and then post all the things. She's like, "Okay, here's the things I want," and we didn't have one of them. Oh, no. So we're like, "Uh, I'm not sure what to do." Here. Okay, so who's the easiest person to shop for? Reagan, because she. <laughs> she literally makes a PowerPoint and sends it to me. Stop. With links. With links. With links Obvious. My girl. That is my kind of girl. Yep. So, JP, where does he fall on the, like, easy to hard? This year, he was a little bit harder to buy for because he waited to the last minute to tell us all the things that he wanted. <laughs> but then once he... T- but what, yeah, once he tells us, it's like this is what I want, and it's He's easy. very clear. But he was easy up until... I mean, he really is... Yeah. I mean, he was like a little kid just a few years ago, and now he's like a 
I mean, you just turned 18. So what do you get a man? You know what I mean? So it's the funnest for me. Like I'm about, as soon as we get finished recording, I'm going to go get some things. So they're cool things. Cool things. But it was easy back in the day because you could just walk the toy aisle and get G.I. Joe and BB guns. and Walk to where? The toy aisle. Oh, toy. I thought you were saying a shop name that I didn't know about from back in the day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. So do you guys eat any certain special foods on Christmas morning? Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. Oh, cinnamon yum. Rolls. Cinnamon rolls. Okay. Do you watch any... Is there a movie that's like, this is what we watch every year? Christmas? We watch Home Alone a lot. Home Alone? That's every been on past few presents, days. We watch The Christmas Story. Okay. Or A Christmas Story. We kind of rock yeah. all the... Starting post... Well, kind of like when they get out of school, school Christmas break, holiday kind of thing. We watch eh, a Christmas movie a day or two, you know. Oh, wow. It's just kind of the... Instead of... Because Reagan just watches reruns of Gilmore Girls nonstop. <laughs> JP only watches YouTube, UFC, Deadliest Knockouts, you know, stuff like that. Like, Dad, uh, look at this. Too. In Brazil last night, a guy lost his eye socket. You know, like, okay. <laughs> Gretchen scrolls home goods, and I watch hunting shows. But And there we go. You come together on Christmas. <laughs> we're like, all right, somebody pick a Christmas movie. And we kind of rock the Elf. Is a, We always go there. Oh, we always go home alone. We always do the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. A Christmas story. Yeah, we do that. We watch four Christmases. I like that one. Okay, so how do you unwrap presents? Is it all at once? Is it one at a time? Are there some unwrapped, some wrapped? We go. We like to spread it out. Yeah, go in order of like, either like oldest to youngest, and like we'll hand dad a gift, then mom, then JP, then me, and then you open it one one at a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see. This is controversial. We should stretch it out. Yeah, I can't get on board with the people who open all at the same time. It's like 10 no. minutes and done. And, and you can't see poor. what everybody else got. Yeah. I want to be able to enjoy everything. Well, good luck with that when your children are like... What they are right now, my two-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I know, you had them so back-to-back. They're like basically the same age. But the three-month-old, she, you know, she's still... <laughs> no, nah, but when family. they're like four and three or five, you know, the... The four minutes it's going to take to make it around the circle is... You, is well, it's too long, yeah. yeah. We currently in our house have, with my sisters in town, we have seven kids under six. So Christmas morning is, yeah, that's going to be a time. A time. Yeah. We're at that. I mean, with an 18 and a 14-year-old, it really is very different now than just a few years ago. Mm. <clears throat> um, I can't remember where I was, but Reagan starts sending me texts the other day of all these links of things I should get. Gretchen for Christmas, or we should get Gretchen for Christmas, yeah, right? This is nice. I know it's great, and so I'm just I'm just buying, 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 <laughs> and they're not very expensive. It's great. In fact, she would send like a purse, and I was like, get the same style, but let's do a little better than that. You know what I mean? It's like fourteen dollars. I'm like, I know we're not like hoity toity at our house or anything, but we, go, but like, we one step. We up. can do better than a fourteen dollar purse. I'm not a you know. sheen shopper. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. However, <laughs> and then Reagan is like, she goes, well, you know, I'm at the age where I don't really care what I get. Mom just works so hard for our family. We, I just want her to have such Stop. a good, you know, I'm telling you. And I'm like, man, this is really cool. So, Well, and that's when Dad goes, Reagan, you can have whatever you want. 100%. 100%. And she gives you the hug that you want. That's it. Um, okay, so speaking of Christmas, do you all do anything on Christmas Day to help keep in mind that Jesus is the point of Christmas? We read the, we read from Luke in the Bible every morning before we open presents. Yeah. 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 We do. How can you encourage, especially with young kids, because they just love presents so much, how can you encourage families to not make it just about presents and Santa? 
I think when it comes to things like Santa, cultural things like that, I think you, any cultural thing, I think there's three options. Um, and there are some things from culture that you outright reject. There are some things that you outright receive. And then there are some things that you redeem. And I think the whole like spirit of Christmas, sorry, Santa Claus, gift giving, uh, I mean, you find some roots of it in Matthew 1 and 2 when the wise men bring the treasures, the, the three gifts to Jesus, and there's a gift exchange there. I think that whole Santa thing is something easily redeemable uh, on Christmas morning when you say, look, Jesus is the greatest gift of all, and because of that, you and I give each other gifts. And what the Lord wants from us is gift the gift of ourselves to Him. Like one of... I mean, if you think about it, when my kids get me gifts, it's very similar, like when we bring God a gift. What are you going to give? Like they're using my money, our money, to buy me something, right? But when they get me something that they that I know that reveals that they know me, I love it. Mm. I love it. Because, you know, if they got me a gator sweatshirt, I'd be like, who do you think I am? <laughs> yeah, sure. But, right, to get a bulldog hat or some kind of, like, broad head or, you know, something, whatever it is that I— I know that they know I'm into. Mm-hmm. And so I think you could take that kind of idea of treasuring someone and honoring someone and redeem that and point that to Jesus. That's so good. Gretchen, can you give some encouragement to the moms out there who have big expectations for Christmas morning <laughs> and now they're just feeling, maybe they're listening to this podcast, it's Christmas afternoon, the kids are finally down for a nap and they feel tired and disappointed and like there was lack of gratitude. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think just give it time. You know, Christmas for us is so different than it was 10 years ago and, or, you know, 12 years ago, whatever, when the kids were so tiny and there is no, there's no gratitude. There's no (laughs) thank you, mom. Thank you, dad. It's just play, play, play. And then, oh, I'm bored five minutes Mm -hmm. later, you know, and it's, give it time. It, It all comes back around. You kids get older and like Reagan, what she said about me to dad and buying me a gift because I work so hard, you know. That's not a four-year-old's not going to do that. Mm, just right. you know, be sweet and love your kids and just love the fun that they have and wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that JP actually reminded us of this this year is for a, a bunch of years. I don't think we've done it every year, but we'll get like a family gift, which is something. And you know, when they're little, it's easy. You could get a board game or even a video game that everybody could play together, but it's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So when you get to that board part of the Christmas day, then you could bust out the board game and oh, everybody plays life or whatever, you know? Yeah, I love that. Because you're really just trying to create memories, man, right? Because the stuff is going to, nobody's really going to mm-hmm. remember it, but those yeah. things help. That's so good. Okay, well, I wanted to ask this. Do you guys open a present on Christmas Eve? One present. It's pajamas. <laughs> okay, so we do matching pajamas? Mm-hmm. Not always. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like not this year. <laughs> but that has been for the past, like, four years. Uh, got some work That's, to do. All right. You still have time, honey. Yes. Okay. Last, <laughs> the last real, <laughs> last real Christmas-related question. We sourced some questions from the congregation on social media, and some of the questions are just really amazing and ones I wouldn't have thought of. And this is one of those that I just wouldn't have thought to ask, but I love that someone wrote this. Was Jesus actually born on December 25th? Probably not. (laughs) And tell us why. (laughs) Um, Well, he was probably born when it was warm in the spring, but we don't have any, but but there's no way that you could find a specific date historically to know this was the day that 
Mary went into the manger or into the 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 cave. Really, is probably what it was in Bethlehem. So we don't know. So then, but Christendom puts December twenty fifth on the calendar as a time to focus on the incarnation of Jesus. It it, it was pretty. Uh, it was historical. You know, Judaism has all these festivals in different times of the year, and it was kind of to counterbalance the spring is when we would celebrate his resurrection, mm-hmm. and in the winter, in the dead of cold, we would celebrate that he came to earth on a rescue mission for us. So don't get all caught up on the date. Yeah, we don't want to get caught up. Okay, JP and Ray, and I have some questions for you. Right, so 14 and 18, and you go to the same school, right? We do. So do you ride together? We do. I you, drive. You drive. Who picks the music? Me, but she likes my music, so that's okay. He thinks I like his music. (laughs) You do like some of my music. Some of it. You don't get. You don't ever make a playlist and try to slide it in there. No, sometimes, sometimes he'll play, like he'll play really good songs I like, and then he'll notice I like them, and then he's like, I think it ruins it for him. (laughs) (laughs) What? Do you talk on the way to school, or are you both, like, pretty want to be, like, quiet in the morning? Depends on the morning. Okay. He talks when he's mad at me because I'm late. <laughs> you are late every morning, so. Every morning? Every morning. You have to, like, rush her out of the house. Yeah, it, yes. it is every morning. <laughs> and are you, a, you like to be on time? Are you punctual? I do. I like to be on time. He, he likes to be early. Oh, yeah. you like to be early. Yeah. So like then, oh, mm-hmm. you know, when I was in high school, I drove a friend for a while because she didn't have her license, and she was very late all the time. And I said, I have to stop driving you because this is bad for our friendship. I don't think you can do that to your sister. <laughs> no. But I had to actually stop driving someone because it was making me so mad how late they were because I am I like to be early, too. Mm-hmm. Those are called boundaries. Yeah, That's good very boundary. We're still thing. friends to this day. Because so you set healthy boundaries. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Um, Okay, JP, do you think, this is a question, we actually got two people asked this from the congregation. Do you think you can beat your dad in an arm wrestling contest? Not yet. Not yet? Okay. (laughs) Self-awareness. Maybe, I don't know. A couple years. I'm working on it. He's been training hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would make you prove it, but we don't want to embarrass your dad. The trajectories of our arm wrestling careers are definitely heading in different directions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's... (laughs) At some point, these ships are going to pass in the night. And <laughs> um, Okay, so what do both of you like to do for fun? Together or? No, no, oh, separately. Oh, I was like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan in the car. <laughs> um, I really like to go to the town center. I like to go shopping. Okay. Even if I don't buy anything. I feel like that's one of the just time-tested teenage activities. <laughs> yeah, I go to the mall. The yeah. I love the beach. That okay, love be the beach. Thing. Okay. And you cheer, right? Yes. And you play football. You cheer for the football team that he's on? I'm in middle school. Okay. So, no. Do you feel really into the game? Like, do you know what's happening or do you just have to kind of follow what the team's doing knowing when to cheer and when not to cheer? It's like if other people are cheering, <laughs> then I kind of add cheer. Yeah, that would be me too. Um, all right, JP, what do you like to do for fun? Uh, I, I did play football. I don't anymore because it's over. But Yes. Um, I like to train. I enjoy martial arts. Um, I like to hang out with my friends. We play poker a lot. So oh, okay. That's fun. Okay, so what you're graduating? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you're graduating this spring. What are you most excited for for graduating high school? Um, I think going 
going to college is going to be just getting – I mean, I like Jacksonville, and it's a great city, and uh, there's a lot to do here and stuff, but I've been here for 18 years straight, yeah. and so I think I'm ready to go somewhere else yeah, and meet totally new people and stuff like that. All right, so what do you tell the person entering ninth grade, just looking at high school, they got four years ahead of them, now you're at the end, mm-hmm. so you're wise and old now. So what do you tell the person coming into ninth grade – how to set them up for success in high school? Uh, really uh, focus on your grades a lot more than you think you should when you get to okay. ninth grade because in ninth grade it can feel like it doesn't matter, but it matters the exact same as all the other grades do yeah. in your high school career. So That's great advice. Yeah. What about you, Reagan? You're now coming to the end of middle school, so what do you tell the rising sixth grader about middle school? How can they prepare for it? Um... Popularity doesn't matter that much. Wow. That's some wisdom right there. Just like find good friends and you'll be fine. Amen, sister. I love that. Okay, so you guys get to see a little bit of a different side of your dad than everybody else. A little bit. (laughs) What is something you love about him that you don't feel like anyone else really gets to see? Um... How he sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us more. He Gretchen's dying. He like, Usually with his mouth open. He like he <laughs> like, definitely something people don't see. <laughs> he, he'll like we'll be watching a movie and he'll be wide awake and then he just like <laughs> Oh, you're one of those you just oh. uh, you just fall asleep. It's just, just like he's just no sometimes his head doesn't even go back. He's just like <laughs> Sometimes that's it will come they love about you. <laughs> also, I was going to say how funny he is. Wait, was that the question? <laughs> yeah. What do they love about him that nobody gets to see? <laughs> how he sleeps. <laughs> okay, but how he's funny? Yeah, he's really funny. Yeah. I think people, and people get he to see a good amount of that. Yeah. But it's good to know you're also funny at home, too. <laughs> um, okay, so what would you say is something that's hard about being a pastor's kid? A lot of people know me, and I don't know them. That is hard. And what is hard like, about that? Well, they'll be like, I changed your diaper when you were little. <laughs> and I'm like, and then. What do I say to this? I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of people know who we are and uh, it's all right, but I don't, I don't think it affects me and Reagan too much, but it definitely could affect some people yeah for sure Mm -hmm. okay jp last question for you are you gonna grow a beard like this ever i am gonna grow a beard i think okay Mm -hmm. starting like when you get to college or like okay all right school doesn't allow it so oh so you're just waiting for the moment okay well we can't wait to see if it's as epic as your dad's yeah we love his school but if jesus tried to attend they would kick him out for his (laughs) hair and clothes and facial hair he would not qualify for the Boldly Christian school that we send our children to. Oh, I love but it. we love them. Listen. Um, okay, so Pastor Joby and Gretchen, what is something that you love about each of your kids? Um, Reagan, I love her sense of humor. If you guys yeah. have heard a little bit of that already. Um, and I love JP's charm and his wit. Mm. Very charming. And he's quick witted. So charming. He is. <laughs> So like Prince Charming, he does. It kind of looks like Prince Charming. Doesn't <laughs> he's he? got the flow, that, yeah. Yeah, the flow in that jawline. So <laughs> he's so. He's like, what do I do now? <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
Reagan Capri is one of the most delightful human beings I've ever met in my entire mm -hmm. life. And as she's growing up, it just gets better and better and better. I mean, it is. She's just so funny and fun to be around, and it's great, you know? And she loves me a lot. I mean, like, actively, physically, all those things, which is great. <clears throat> uh, it's been awesome to watch JP grow into the man that he is, man. He's so resilient. Um, like, this year in football, I try to be really careful to not attach praise to performance, you know what I mean? And we had we had a great year, best year Providence has had in a long time, all that kind of stuff. And he's the starting free safety for three years, but he had to overcome a thumb surgery and multiple injuries, and and uh, he didn't play one game. And you could really see the impact of him not being there and the drive that he had and the things he had to overcome to get back on the field to to you know play as as like with the focus that he plays with. And then you see that in other areas, like. Mm. He doesn't shy away from hard things if his mind is settled. Like, as soon as we leave here, he's got his, like, pre-workout drink packed in his bag so he can head straight to the gym and do legs, you know? And so that, that kind of resiliency. How do you parent that? Because that's something I feel like every parent really hopes their kid ends up with, discipline and resiliency. I don't know, man. I honestly, I think you more, like, steer it, mm. but I don't know how you put it in somebody that just doesn't have it. Yeah. Um, but he is, he's tough as nails. Mm -hmm. Like he's kind of freakishly strong for his young and his, and the size that he is. And so even the, I think that's why he's so successful in jujitsu. Like when he grabs onto something, um, like a rear naked choke, they're not. That's the name of it? Yeah. You, yeah. You choke him unconscious. And so, <clears throat> but I could see when he goes to lock it in, even if he doesn't have it all the way, he just out oomphs the other guy. He's he just got grit. Dude, that's it. So <clears throat> now what I can't wait for is for that to get focused like on school. That'd be it's gonna be incredible. <laughs> but and it's honestly fine. I don't freak out about it. My brother was very is very similar. My brother's a police officer officer in St. John's County, like a big boss one. And, you know, school wasn't really his thing until he got into law enforcement and then he and my brother played football in college and all that. And all that intensity that had been put towards other things, when he figured out, like, God's calling in his life, that grit really paid off. I could mm. totally see that in JP, mm. you know? So I'm really looking forward to, to to this next chapter of his life. Yeah. JP, what do you know what you think you want to do? Well, I'm studying finance and management. Okay. That's what I'm going to – that's what I'm studying. But um, one of my goals is to – really get better at jiu-jitsu and eventually probably teach classes like find a school to teach classes at while I go to college and Very stuff cool. like that. Very cool. And keep training and love just, it. Mm -hmm. All right, so what's something that you both love about your mom? The way she falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> the way she wakes up. Yeah. <laughs> Very early. Very <laughs> never see me wake up. <laughs> um, She's very helpful. Mm -hmm. Extremely helpful. Oh, tell us more. What do you mean? Uh, everything, anything I need that I either don't have time to do or maybe don't want to do, <laughs> it usually gets done and she usually <laughs> does it. So she's very helpful. She's very encouraging. Mm. Like, 
I won't be feeling my best that day. And she just like helps me with that. Mm, I love that. Yeah, Gretchen is definitely the backbone of the family. There's no yeah. doubt about it. I mean, <laughs> my <Yeah>. gosh. <laughs> like, she's been out of town this week. And so, as you all know, she had a rough night getting here and was yeah. and just stayed basically in the airport and all the things. <clears throat> and as hard as we try to like clean up before she gets home, it's horrible. It's horrible, isn't it? I mean, just you like, all, it's like a collective effort. Dude, you try. I mean, I walk in and JP's cleaning. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, this is so bad, man. This is so bad. I'm like, I know. <laughs> And that's the like what you like, walk Mom's into <laughs> is the typically what I do. I couldn't do it today because like she was expected to be home yesterday and all that. I typically pay a cleaner to come the day she comes home. Smart. And and one time they came the night before and I slept on top of my covers because I didn't. I just got a, I got one of the blankets <laughs> like and just slept this. on top of my covers <laughs> in our bed, <laughs> like kind of crossways, so I didn't crumple up the pillows too much. Stop. When mom's not home. I turn into, like, the person that does the laundry and the dishes. Dad will just be like, wow. okay, go do the dishes. To go do the laundry. I'm like, oh. Great. Wow. I can't wait till my daughter says that one day. Which, speaking of that, okay, so I have a two-year-old and a three-month-old, so a lot younger than the two of you. What would you tell me as a parent of young kids, now that you're teenagers, what's something, as your parents parented you that you really loved, that you would tell me, definitely do this with your kids? Are they... Boys or girls? They're both girls. Both girls. You go ahead. <laughs> um, you know girls. <laughs> Not as much. What do you think, RC? I think probably. All right, JP, you oh. go watch this thing. <laughs> well, um, it could be boys or girls. Sure. Yeah. Because this could be for anyone. I think I think the world's changing very fast right now. And I don't I don't even know I don't think anybody knows what it's gonna be like when they're even our, or when they're even Reagan's age. Mm-hmm. Which is when you really gotta start paying attention to like things like their friends and what they're doing outside of the house and mm-hmm. school and but I think it's really uh, the world's really unpredictable right now and just Making sure their morals and what they really want for their life is set early on. Mm, that's great. Mm-hmm. Make sure, like, I know a lot of people in my class will be like, they think like, they they don't think grades are important. They don't think any of like that is important. Like what they want to do in their future, or they'll like tell me they'll be like, oh well, I'm not going to college, obviously. Oh well, I'm just gonna find a job and then go ahead and make money but like make sure that your kids know that like that's what's important that's what's going to get you like where you want to be that's great wow i'm inspired i would encourage parents just show up man just show up make sure you're at the stuff do the thing whatever your kids into again try really hard not to connect praise with performance but with like effort and attitude we talk mm-hmm. about that all the time so I go, we would go to all, I coached all the things. I didn't know anything about the things she did, you know, gymnastics and cheerleading, <laughs> but we go to it all, bro. Yeah. We, you just show up. You don't ever get it back. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. I think it's Corey Asbury wrote a new song. Oh, these are the days oh we want God. back. Oh. Destroying me right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait till wait till yeah. she's eighteen and <laughs> going to Tallahassee. Says, Listen to this. I'm like, thanks. That's exactly. It. I, I, I actually said, said, you want a good cry? Listen to this and imagine JP graduating. Yeah, oh. I was like, thanks a lot. I know. But good. it's true, man. It's true. Just show up. Like, go to the stuff. Go to all the things, man. All the plays, all the mm-hmm. cantatas, all the things. Just be there. Mm-hmm. And at home, too. I mean, we just did a lot of, do a lot of stuff together. Throw a lot of ball in the backyard. I've watched a bunch of back handsprings on that little mat thing that we've got, a little bouncy thing. <laughs> you know, you just do it, man. Just show up. We used also, to do a lot of tea parties. Go ahead. Also... Make sure, like, like of course, siblings are going to fight, but make sure they're not, like, like, make sure they're at least friends because I feel like that's really important. Mm-hmm. Like, me and JP used to be not close, but now we are, and I think it's a lot. It's, like, really important. Mm. How do you cultivate that? How do you cultivate siblings being friends? Well, Asking for a friend for my future. The younger sibling will just follow around the older sibling and anno- yes. annoy them. But what we did, I remember we would, he liked army men, and I was a baby, like a baby baby. And I would, he would make a little setup, and I would attack the village. (laughs) Or we would play Plants vs. Zombies together, because I was the only one that I actually, like, knew how to play. Just like, Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Plants vs. Zombies. (laughs) Just, like, find stuff that, Mm -hmm. just, like, in the middle of what y'all both Mm -hmm. like. That's good. So you can't force it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't be like, y'all be friends, like things, whatever, man. And and it kind of ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Right now is kind of like when they're real little, little, it's easy. And then right now it's the sweetest season. Um, JP was getting getting Reagan from students the other night. And she's supposed to get out at like 8.30. It's like 9.30 and they're not home yet. And we're like, where are you guys? And JP is like, we're just riding around listening to music. Like, mm. oh, my God, take your time. <laughs> There's a Chick-fil-A gift card when you get You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> so one of the things you do is you cultivate is a word you use. This is a good word. You just try to create the environment where healthy relationships flourish. And so all around the table, we all love each other very much, no matter what the setup is. Mm. And so, of course, they fuss and fight. But we fuss and fight, too. Mm. So it's not like people don't fuss and fight. Sure. But everybody loves each other. And so when that kind of stuff's modeled in your house, then as people mature, then they'll get along mm. and they'll do things together. And then we try to like we try to do a few vacations where it's where we do some stuff together that we would like to do. Yeah. yeah. Anything you done? Um, I think something that I've learned throughout the years, and I feel like I was a late bloomer and as a mom learning this, but it's really, really easy to try to make your kid like you are Mm. you know like Reagan is not the neatest person in the world and I've spent (laughs) 14 years trying to make her that way and you know it's just probably over the past year that I'm like okay Reagan is Reagan Mm. and doesn't mean she's going to be 35 years old living in you know squalor (laughs) but she's gonna be okay and I don't she Reagan is not me and you know JP is not Joby and it's so easy for parents to try to mold their kids Mm. to be them their little prototype or whatever um and also as far as just the siblings getting along 
JP and Reagan are four years apart and boy and girl. It's not as much of an issue, but comparison can be a huge thing in siblings sure. and competition, especially same sex and mm. closer in age. And I think cultivating who they are and what they want to do versus what you want them to do is a big deal. That's and true. I think that that takes away a lot of comparison mm. because Reagan's going to do what she wants to do. And JP's not into that. JP's going to do what he wants to do, mm. you know? Yeah. Okay. So who is more similar to who? Like, is JP more similar to you, Gretchen, and Reagan to you, Jovi? But, or in regards to people, like extrovert and introvert, yes. But then there's some other things where you can totally see. Um, I mean, like, she's more artistic, like her mom. Mm-hmm. And as in, like, the training, all that kind of, although mama trains like a beast. So yeah. maybe that's the same. She but, <laughs> but from an aggression standpoint, one of the things I would point out is. When your kid's like 8, 9, 10, you have no idea what they're going to be like at 16, 17, 18. JP's played sports his whole life. And he was not very aggressive when he was like 10 or 11. And then he hit puberty. And if you were to watch him on the field this year or on the mat right now, He's the most aggressive kid out there every single time. Like, mm-hmm. goes to the fight, never, you know. And I did not see that. Wow. I mean, he's in little league, like kind of backing <clears throat> away from the inside fastball, and I was like, Whoa, you know, he drove mm-hmm. me crazy. But but he grows into this dude that is like feared. Like, That's really so helpful because I, I I say often I don't want to assign personality traits to our kids yet. Like we only have she's only two, sure. and you can see some things about her. But I, I always want to leave room that she might not end up that. Like, she might not end up like that. She might be like that right now. Right. But I think it's really easy to get a thing in your mind of what your kid is like when they're younger, and then you continue to assign that, and then they start to embody it, even if it wasn't them, as they get older and older and older. So this is very this is a, this is a physical thing. It was very simple. Uh, when JP was playing all-star baseball, he was the slowest kid on our team, maybe second slowest, something like that. And he was the fastest kid on the Providence football mm-hmm. team this year. I'm just telling you. So you have no idea how they're going to develop. So good. <clears throat> I, something I think parents do often is you parent towards compliance instead of help train up your child in the way they should go. These are not the same things. So I – because oftentimes what you can do is both my kids have some serious leadership traits in them. Um, and sometimes you can train out of them what's going to make a great leader as an adult – because it doesn't come across as super compliant as a fifth grader. Yeah. So by God's grace, I mean, I can remember one time I was like, JP, I would rather you cuss me than just cower down mm-hmm. if, if you feel like you're getting stepped on. So when he would push back, I wouldn't immediately be like, who do you talk to? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, there were times where I would welcome the negotiation, you know? Okay, like yeah. You can't cuss me really, but... But you could talk back. Like, I I want you to be able to stand your ground and talk and clarify and use your words and those kinds of things. Because I think that's a real skill as an adult that's going to get you a long ways. If you can sit in a room and you don't mind some robust dialogue and a little bit of emotion and volume doesn't freak you out and you can navigate that, you're going to be a boss. Yeah. So the, the big warning is don't try to, like, for the sake of compliance and ease as a parent, don't try to root some things you don't like about your kid out. That makes a really strong adult. That. Yeah, you that's know? good. Yeah, <clears throat> anything you done? No, exactly what he said. Let your kid be your kid, and you know, encourage independence. But in, at the aggression, like JP, when he was little, we were like, 
we would have conversations. Do you think he's ever going to find his like ooh, his mm. aggression? And then one day he just wakes up and <laughs> he's killing people. <laughs> I'm like, he's a totally different person wow. than he was. I mean, now he's a totally different person than he was ten years ago. Wow. And it's it's I mean, it's great to watch them evolve into the people like the young men and women that they are evolving into. So that brings me to a thought. How do you parent the same and differently? So you, you're, there's some things that you're going to parent the same because that's who you are. And those are the values of your family. And then you have a boy and a girl or two different personalities. How do you parent individually and the same at the same time? What do y'all think? I'd love to hear what y'all think about that on the receiving end. Um, I think there's certain people, uh, I think there's two types of people. There's a person that needs to be pushed like that really needs to be pushed and it's good for them to be pushed hard towards something. And then there's people who you kind of just got to let them find Mm. what they want to do. And once they find that they're going to push themselves. Wow. So that's good. That's what I think. Any thoughts on that, Reagan? (laughs) You don't have to, no problem. Um, I think what he said. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, I don't, we, fair was not a value in my house. So, we don't, there's some things that there's some ways Gretchen and I just conduct ourselves. We love Jesus. We go to church. We're a part of this mission. That's what we're going to do as a family. <clears throat> Those kind of things. But we rarely did the well. This is what we've got to do with Reagan because this is what we did with JP. Mm-hmm. That's not the way we did it at all. I mean, the Bible says train up a child in the way that he should go. There's not like a one. There's not like a unilateral plan for all children. And I think that's a real mistake. Yeah. Again, it's way more like steering them than trying to create out of nothing something. Mm. Like God has put them together in a certain way. And you're just trying to help them be, like live the abundant life that God has for them according to them. Yeah, I think because of the different parenting styles that we have, just based on our personalities, um, they navigate to us in different ways, like, or mm. gravitate to us, sorry, to us in different ways. Like, um, if they are having something they want to talk about and they think mom would be better mm. to talk about that than dad, or if mm. JP's like, I need a more aggressive approach, he'll go to dad, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think that is a good thing for parents to have, like to have that. I'm, I'm more of the, I guess, nurturer in the family, you know, naturally. Shocking. Naturally. Shocking. <laughs> I'm a family. Yeah. That's a that's pretty soft. You're a softy though. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. We do a we do it. It's a whole bunch of like choose your own ending in our house, man. There's a whole bunch of if then. It's like if, you know, we, there's a few things like you plugged into what we're doing at church, you got A B on a roll, you're you know, whatever. It's just a few things. There's a few chores that you're responsible for. If that happens, there's a whole lot of yes. Mm. They're like, of course you can spend a night at these people's house that we know. Of course your friends can spend a night with us. Of course you can go to these things, you know. But if you're not hitting on the ifs, then the thens are like, hey, that's actually you decided that you don't get to do that mm-hmm. because you didn't make because you got to study or you got chores to do. Yeah, that's great. It goes way better that way. Now that's that's really hard to do when they're two. Sure. <laughs> uh, but as they grow up, get a little older, it's it's, yeah. a, it's a lot easier. Yeah. All right, so we have all different types of families at our church and in our city. So what is some encouragement you can give to the families that don't look like you? I mean, I know you're not just one big happy family all the time. You have your stuff. Yeah, got up this morning, we sang hymns, we did a family devotional. (laughs) But you got it good. 
And some people, especially around Christmas, I mean, it's just such a time that highlights loss and loneliness. And what's just some encouragement you can give for people that they can still find the abundant life at Christmas, even if their relationships don't look the way they want it to look? Reagan, you're going to go third on this. I want you to think about what you would say to, because our our kids have a lot of friends that have divorced parents and stuff. So what would what would y'all say? I'll go last. Um. Yeah, if, if you don't really have like a great family around Christmas and your Christmas morning isn't spectacular, uh, then I guess you just try to find other meanings of Christmas. Like, just think of blessings in your life that might not be gifts, like. If you're healthy or mm. if you have friends that love you or a community that cares about you, even if it's not your family. Mm. That's great. That type of stuff. Word. Yeah, it's great. G? Um, I would say focus on the things you do have, the good aspects of your life, and um, try not to dwell on the things that you don't have or the, the you know, obviously you remember the things that maybe you've lost or don't have, but... I think really, really focusing on the things that you still have around you and really leaning into Jesus is number Mm -hmm. one. Um, But I think for people around these people who have losses or just families that don't look like ours, I think that um, community needs to wrap their arms around these families Mm -hmm. and make them feel like they are Mm -hmm. included in their family as well. That's great. I think that um, you always have people that love you whether it's here at 1122 or friends from school Mm. or someone from the gym that you met, like there's always someone. Mm. That's really good. I would, so God's ideal in the scripture is one man and one woman for one lifetime in the covenant of marriage. And if God decides to bless your family by adding children, that is his ideal to add children and man, we we do have it good, but our family is not perfect. But but you guys have an incredible mom, and Gretchen is an awesome wife, and I do my best to try to be a decent dad. And JP, you're a good son. Mm-hmm. I'm proud that you're my boy. And Reagan, you're a good daughter. I'm proud that you're my daughter. And so, you know, we've been blessed. <clears throat> and so, even though that's God's ideal, where the ideal is unrealized, grace abounds. Yeah. Well, the ideal is unrealized grace abounds. So to the single moms out there or the single dads or the joint custody trying to figure out all the things, <clears throat> then God's grace is increased for you right now in this season. Mm. And one of the blessings, that, I mean, Reagan, good job. Reagan mentioned it. And you have a church family to fill in a whole bunch of those gaps mm-hmm. because though it's just the four of us sitting here that represent the Martins, that's not how we've lived our life at all. I mean, we could list the other Martins and the Maxwells and the Batches and the Williams and the Crenshaws, and we could go on and on and on about families that we have done life with. And single men like Big Bad Brad and single girls like Abby, well, that list is really long, you know, of all the, <laughs> and April and all kind of people that have, that have been a part of our family. And so, so where the ideal is to realize grace abounds, and sometimes what you got to do is kind of have family or you know church family where you just sort of piece it together, mm-hmm. and then that is that is how you operate as a family in God's family. Yeah, 
It's so good. Okay, last question for everyone. Moving on from Christmas is New Year's. So we're headed into 2024. What advice or encouragement can you give people going into 2024 to set them up as they enter the new year? You're like making a cringing face. I know you don't really believe in New Year's resolutions. I don't. So I'm not asking for that. Just more like. Just sounds like it. Okay. <laughs> resolution is so regret and resolution. What are some things people can do to hear the voice of God in their life as they enter 2024? <laughs> repent. There's a big difference between repentance and and regret and resolution. And yeah. most of us get on the hamster wheel of regret and resolution, so it never works because sure. it's all rooted in you, yes. right? And there's nothing wrong with setting some goals. Be like, okay, I'm gonna quit being so fat. I'm gonna go to the gym. That's my. That's where I. My fitness goals are don't be fat. And then in the fall, it's like, don't be too fat. And then at the end of Christmas, don't look fat in your clothes. That's kind of where I'm. And then by January, I'm like, all right, here we go. I got to get this thing back under control. So it's fun. those things are fine to like have some fitness yeah. goals, whatever. But repentance is a change of direction. It literally means change the way your mind works. Metanoia. Like you, you rewire your mind. Turn away from the world or the things that are killing you and turn towards the way God says do things. That That's different. Mm-hmm. So... The, the only way I know to do that is be constantly in the Word of God with your ears wide open and do what He tells you to do. That's good. Heart, soul, mind, and strength, relationally, mentally, emotionally, <clears throat> physically, spiritually. Yeah, I don't do resolutions because they don't work. But um, I think I, I just thought about this. Like, what if there's a thing in 2023 that you didn't do that you know the Lord was telling you to do? And 2024 is your time to do it. That's really good. I like it. I think I I don't really, I don't do resolutions per se, but I think setting goals, like if you set a one-year goal right now and you hit that goal by Christmas next year, that would be a pretty good Christmas gift for yourself. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. if I set a goal to have my arms be three inches bigger (laughs) and then next year... At Christmas, they're three inches bigger. We have such you. different goals. <laughs> I'd be pretty stoked. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Go we were. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only going for one inch bigger. <laughs> <laughs> JB and I were just, uh, we spent some time with a, this great guy, man. This guy named Bob out in Texas this past week, uh, deer hunting. We had the most incredible time ever. And and he encouraged JP to make one, five, one-year goals, five-year goals, and long-term mm-hmm. goals. And um, as we had a discussion to build them around, really, the Shema, right? Like heart, soul, mind, and strength, some physical goals, some relational goals, whatever. So on the plane ride home, JP's putting those goals, writing them down. And so statistically or mathematically, it is proven that if you write those things down, you're exponentially more likely to achieve mm-hmm. those goals than if you just dream them up and then, you know, tweak them every time you miss them. Mm, that's good. That's a good word, bro. Reagan, advice for the new year? Um, during New Year, I like to like make goals for the next semester in school mm. because I've already experienced the first half of that grade. So now I know what it's like, and I can make reasonable goals for the next semester. Mm, that's great. Perfect. I stole this from Annie F. Downs, but she writes the year at the top of a big piece of paper, and she writes a bunch of different prayer requests, and then as the year goes, she marks out as the prayers get answered, and that is something I'm going to do in 2024, because I think being able to visually see, it's kind of like when you say you write something down, Mm -hmm. I feel more held accountable, like I'm actually going to pray for these people that I say I'm going to pray for, and then being able to see God's faithfulness as he answers prayers, so 
That's what I'm doing in 2024. That's good. Well, Martin family, this was so fun. Merry Christmas. We, the church, me, love y'all. And I'm so grateful for just how you lead our church and love each other and honestly just have fun together. It's inspiring to me as I raise, we try and raise our kids to love the Lord and love us still and love each other. Um, It's a lot, but you all encourage me a whole bunch. So thanks. Merry Christmas. You're welcome. And I would I just want to say thank you to our church. I mean, our family is so, so, so blessed that you let me be the pastor here and that you love our family like you do. And we feel it. We feel the prayers. We I mean, this is the best place ever, ever, ever. I get to preach all over the place. And there's nowhere else I would rather not only preach, but do ministry and be in community and do the one another's with one another with this family right here, the Church of Love and Twenty Six. We love you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. <laughs> the end. You nailed it.